All right, how we doing, everybody? I uh, got a very, very inspirational guest here today. It's Mr. Ralph R.J. Lewis. He, uh, I met him in the sauna down here in Florida, and we just connected online, and it's unbelievable what this man is doing. He raised 50,000 meals for 10,000 families this last Thanksgiving uh, through his foundation. And he just loves to inspire and help others. That's his whole mission and goal in life. Um, he's a personal trainer. He, uh, he does some investing. He's, he's lived in a park. He's been through the trials. He's been down and uh, he's just up, inspired, and uh, really growing as a human being. So uh, there's no more real introduction uh, for Ralph today. I just want to get right into it. Um, he's unbelievable and he's jacked. Lives the healthy lifestyle for sure. Um, quickly, guys, uh, if you're looking to better the health, we have the fasting, we have pliability, we have articles, we have podcasts, we have all the amazing guests that have come before this. Use the link in my bio and go to aoglifeofpassion.com. Check the things out. Let's go. Let's develop. Let's get better. And finally, uh, throw us a little review or you know a rating down there if you guys have been enjoying the podcast. That helps us, you know, boost up and grow and. I really appreciate uh, getting honest feedback from you guys, and it's always inspiring to know people are listening. But anyway, let's get right into it. We got Ralph Lewis, unbelievably inspiring. I'm so honored to have him. Let's go. So you rate it was fifty thousand meals for ten thousand families. Yeah, fifty thousand. Um, so it's ten thousand families. The way that it breaks down is. I wanted to break down to um, four people per family, but then it ended up being five people per family. So okay. if you take 10,000 people and then you uh, multiply by five, then it equals 50,000 people. That's yeah. crazy. So that's and how, how much And uh, how much money did you raise? Oh, shoot. That's over 200 and something, 250 something grand. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. All right. And part of it is like a lot of it's raised through people, but then you have, you know, the different sponsors and everything. But I have an amazing team behind me, too, that also puts their money forward whenever it comes time to do stuff like this. And who's that so team? It's not just me alone. The whole Hat Foundation team. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't. Uh, a lot of times people see it and then they'd be like, oh, well, you know, Hat Foundation is yours. But I, I don't work like that. Like yeah. I, I work like eat. Even if I'm a leader, it's just that like we're all together on this. Like I, I feel, um, even if we toast up to something, I always say, you know, never above you, never under you, and always beside you. You know. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Something I stand by. Everyone wins together. Everybody wins together. Um, always. <laughs> so, what's the foundation name? Hat Foundation. Hat. Uh huh. H A T T. H A T T. What's uh -huh. it stand for? Haitian American Tree Trust. Okay. And yeah. how many people you got with you there? Oh, shoot. I mean, it's grown to where I can't even count the number now, you know? So, but it's a core 10 of us that I always say it's like core 10. Okay. Um, that of group of friends that I can always count on for sure, that I know that's just going to be there year after year to do things. Yeah. Um, I'm a big face. I would always say that. But as far as like organizing things, I'm not the big organizer for it. I may have good ideas. Yeah. And I may be, I'm very good at executing things. But then again, you have to know where your weaknesses are too as well. And then you create a team around that mm -hmm. for someone who has those specialties and be able to, you know, do all those things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's amazing. I totally understand that. Just because you're maybe the face of this organization or whatever, I can take a lot of uh, 
similarities with that because I do a lot of the podcasting and the content. But then I have my sister who's doing a lot of the website and she's rocking out all this stuff, making it look pretty and organized and everything too. I'm a big picture guy. Yeah. I get excited. I like to do stuff like this. And then she knocks all of it out of the part and all that stuff behind the scenes is just amazing. And all yeah. the work, I mean, I would never be able to do any of it without her. See, there you go. So you understand the power of the team. Uh-huh. I don't <laughs> I don't have like hundreds of <laughs> yeah, no, core no. 10. We got a couple yeah. people, but. Yeah, yeah. I always say, um, you know, we're young, so we come up with real radical ideas, but mm-hmm. then someone has to say like, hey, dude, this is how we abide by or the law with it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, chill out <laughs> yeah, for a second. Like, chill out for a second. And this is also um, how it's putting out into, um, let's say, English or something like that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you may, like, we're dreamers, you know? So yeah. you may have a dream, but then you have to, like, there has to be some type of logic steps in between it mm-hmm. for your dream to come true even if it's something that you're creating you know so Absolutely. I, I i um look for those people who could like help me through that like give me advice on that like hey okay like i i understand you want to do that but there's steps to this you know yeah what's the game plan let's <laughs> yeah. just divide the plan yeah let's stuff. divide the plan let's take steps yeah I absolutely like that. all right everybody well welcome we got ralph lewis in the house rj yeah um most of the community here that listens probably doesn't know rj because i met him in the sauna about a month or two ago right down here in west palm beach florida uh, randomly, we probably talked for just a couple minutes, and the energy right away, I was just like, this guy has got a vibe that I like and uh, really appreciate. So just got his name. We connected on you know social medias and have been going ever since. So how are we doing, RJ? Oh, we're doing great. Yeah, that was, you know, we just... Uh, had headphones on and then it just like just took the time to take it off I remember you saying that yeah and just connecting you know in the sauna which is like something that's beautiful you know to be able to sit down with somebody and feel their energy and especially in a place like the gym we all go there either to kind of make some type of progress to get away for a little bit or like just sweat out any toxins we have in our body and then while we were there we just something positive came out of it, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. And I think that's something that I struggle with all the time and people can relate to is just trying to be present. Like, you might be listening to an audio book or music and you're enjoying your time, but, you know, sometimes you try to take the opportunity to just be there and, you know, see, ask how somebody's doing and take that time to connect. I've I've made a few friends in the sauna in that little hot box. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a special place to do that. Man, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you right now um, that I want to, I've always had this idea in my head, you know, and then, uh, I, we've already started like working on it, but I wanted to start interviewing people in the sauna and Ooh. yeah, yeah, and oh. call it in the heat of the moment. Oh, okay, I love <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense, right? It <laughs> yeah. does. That'd be sweet. So just like you know, um, uh, just a sort for however long you can last in the sauna. That would just be however long the podcast would last. And then we just talk while you know you're just getting a nice sweat in. That would be amazing, man. I better get on that if you, yeah, if you get yeah. that going. And, and um. The other gym that I told you, 24 hours, like yeah. they have uh, like co-sauna. So it's just uh, like boys and girls go in the sauna together. So then there's times where we were having conversations in the sauna and I was just like, damn, nobody's recording this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is good stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, whether it's like, you know, politics that comes up or just everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you start speaking in the sauna, sometimes somebody might be like, they have an in- input on there. And we're all from different places when we're inside the gym. Yeah, and I've heard so many different great ideas and perspectives and just like picking people's brain and learning different things in there. Yeah. Ralph, we got to get started right away. Um, So we connected in the sauna and I kind of followed you on social media, see what you were up to. And it was about the same time of Thanksgiving. And 
you guys were raising uh, money for families for providing meals for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it came out to like 10,000 families, 50,000 meals. Uh, you said raise over you know, $200,000. Can you talk about that amazing experience? Yeah, it was... Um, the whole process of it is is awesome, too. It's okay. like you get to meet a lot of people. Right. And a lot of caring people. So especially when you're out there and you're trying to see... Who can give you donations? What grants can you get? You, you connect with some people, and you, you know it's a very um, heartfelt thing. Right. Whenever you're going for something like that, someone really has to feel, you know, that need to like, okay, I'm gonna help out somebody less fortunate. And if somebody has that mindset in their mind to be, hey, I'm gonna help out somebody less fortunate, you kind of get to want to know them a little bit more because you're just like, okay. What's your reason behind wanting to help out? Did right. you go through some type of hardship? How do you understand this? Is this empathy? Is this sympathy? Uh, and which are two different things. So that part was just amazing. The amount of people that I've met, um, for sure, without a doubt. I was doing workout sessions. Workout sessions around that time too. Okay. Oh yeah, pop up boot camps. You yeah, said? pop up group camps and just personal one on ones too as well. Okay. And it was strictly for donations for the turkey. So oh, that yeah. entire time, yeah, anything I made was to the turkey, like not a penny to myself. Wow, that's unbelievable. Where else did you get like the fundraising for it? Uh, you got Walmart who made a good donation. Okay. Uh, you got like major stores like um or banks like PNC, Wells Fargo. Uh, and then we had others like tribes, like little smoothie shops that I would go into all the time and they would just see your personality and be like, hey, we want to make a donation. Like we, we like your cause, you know. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, how much was the total that you raised? How much money? Uh, it had to be over 250 something thousand. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And how many people, are, you know, were helping you or part of your team doing that? Um, it, it started going like. I would say almost my whole social media camp too. No like way. It, it's not just it's not just my team alone, but my social media camp. The way they were sharing it, and yeah. I was getting some people who are like, oh, "I'm making donations because I know this person. I follow this person, yeah. and they reposted it or something." And I was just like, "Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, do you want a session? Do you want something? No, I just think it's awesome what you're doing." That's- um. The turkey suit also got a lot of it. It, it, it brought in a lot of people. the turkey suit. Yeah, I, I wore this big turkey suit. Oh, I while. didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing this big turkey outfit, so I put on this turkey outfit, yeah. and then I started doing exercise in the middle of the road. Oh my gosh! And people were honking and wanting to know why I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and then there was times while I was in the turkey suit, and I remember one time it was um, in thirty minutes. I raised twenty three turkeys. No way. Yeah, just by hopping out in that hot suit. Yeah, it, it was hot. It was, yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, sweating, getting it in. I'm talking about the from head to toe. Yeah. yeah with the mask on and everything. Yeah. yeah. And the big feathers and everything, just walking around. And I, I did that um, for a while, at least 30 days of the time that I was re- raising the turkey. Um, doing a fundraiser. And I think that's something that I've just seen from you just being around you for a little bit and following is that you really live out what you're saying. I mean, you are the face of this thing. You're out working out with people, doing the pop-up boot camp for hundreds of people in the park for free and just yeah. the vibe that you're giving in the sessions um, just to live that mission. It's so important and it's really inspiring to see, see yeah. you doing that. Thank you. Honestly, it's just what I've wanted to... They say if you want to change, you know, it starts with you. And these are things that I just wanted someone to do for me one time and that's it like all the things i'm doing now is just something i wanted somebody to do for me yeah i was i was just hoping somebody could do it for me and then i it was 
I don't know. I just probably didn't come across the right person to do it for me at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's someone out there who will do it, but I probably didn't come across them. Or maybe, like I was telling you earlier, I believe in God. Maybe sometimes when something's not yet created, it's left to you to create it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I firmly believe in that. So it was just, at times, uh, I never think like something's happening to me. I think it's happening for me. Like, he's making me open my eyes and be like, all right, cool. You want to see this change? You probably won't get it if I just tell you, go do it. Now right. that you felt it, can you go do it? You know? Yeah, and, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where your story is so unique. Um, you've kind of been in that dark time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were at UNC uh, first semester mm-hmm. and then came back and kind of went to Palm Beach State and went through a tough time. So, you know, have that experience and that empathy for others in the situation kind of, Talk about what it was like when you were kind of in that darker time. Uh, that dark time, it was just, uh, I didn't like it. I was out of character. You know, mm-hmm. you know you're out of character when it's just not yourself. And it was, I was using it as a defense mechanism for no one to get like close to me because I just felt like I was hurt for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get hurt and everyone, it just... We're automatically we're human. We try to steer away from pain. But now it's just that, like, even if I see pain, I almost, like, run towards it. Because I'm thinking, like, there's a, on this other side of this challenge, there's something there. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, there's something beautiful there. It's just that, like, pain is trying to let me know, like, oh, no, stop. It's, it's not worth it. But there's always something beautiful there. Mm-hmm. So it's just I was running away from it. And maybe people did show me compassion afterwards, you know? But... I was so used to being in that dark spot where yeah. I was just like, okay, how long are you going to show me, you know, compassion for right. Or are you showing me because you need something out of it? And there was embarrassing times too, you know, where it's just, I did probably let my guard down a little bit and people just did it to embarrass you, you know, mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, you know, like I said, I was washing my clothes at the gym. So it's just like when somebody would see that, after a while, it would just be like, oh, you wash your clothes at the gym? Yeah, it's kind of funny. But then, when you start doing it, and then people are like recording, like ah, like he, he doesn't have nowhere to wash his clothes. So I, like, I just told you that, you know, for you to know that where I'm coming from. But then you turn around and then you use it against me. Yeah. Um, so you said you were washing your clothes at the gym. Um, you were you, your relationship with your mom wasn't going the way you wanted to, and you had to get out of the house for a little bit to just talk through like that process of not being able to stay at house when you got back and kind of doing the Palm Beach day. Um, getting out of the house was, it was tough because my mom's a single mother, you know, so she was like, all I know. Yeah. Yeah, her and my brother is like, all I know, you know, for a long time. And then when I got disconnected from them, it was just to, like to see that I'm not that close to them. I was just like, damn, uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what I'm doing. You know, I feel like you, you feel like a mess up, like you're messing up. You're supposed to be running track. Mm-hmm. You thought you'd be running track. You thought you'd be the superstar, like, going in. And then now life is like, okay, it's fast. It's hitting you. So right. what do you do? And then, you know, you're already going back to school regular. So now you're already not doing, you know, what, what you originally thought you would be doing. Yeah. And then now you're in a position where you can barely provide for yourself, you know. And we're, we're young around that time, mm-hmm. 18, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're that, just a kid just trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. And then there's girls, too. So it's yeah. just that, like, imagine even thinking about approaching a girl. You can't even say, like, you can't even sneak her into your mom's house. You don't live there. Like, you're, you're staying at a park. <laughs> you're, 
park when you say like you know control with me at the swings like I actually like <laughs> I actually sleep in the slide over there like <laughs> you know it's right. it, there's none of that there's there's none of that happening and you know so, so yeah you said you were staying at a park for a little bit I know you said before that you were at a, a bound abandoned house for a few days yeah. um, how you know how that process kind of go through that abandoned house was um and I I thought that was like the gift. I thought that was it. Like, you know, I was just like, oh, shoot, there's an abandoned house. I know where this is at. It's a room that's clear. I know some of the guys that's coming in here, so it's fine. Like, I'll be straight. And I mean, like, I seriously, in this abandoned house, had my own room in there. <laughs> <laughs> was it still a little scary and stuff, though? You had to be uncomfortable. Mm, no. Nah, like, my upbringing, too, is just uh, like... Ooh, my mom did the best she could, too, but just around the people that I've always been raised around, it's just... The things that I've seen in my past, it's not, it's not scary. I've been in how I've been in abandoned houses for different reasons. Like it's mm-hmm. just that, like you know, like I, I was never the bad guy doing it. But then again, there was other bad guys around me that I I raised up being around abandoned houses. So it's just that, like it was quite comfortable. All I was really worried about is just that, like I hope no roaches get on me or anything. That's it. Like <laughs> okay. honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was in the abandoned house, and while I was there, no, day one went well. But then, you know, guys would sneak in, and then they would sneak in with girls, and they would do stuff in the other room. So, mm. and when you're in that position where your mind is like, you know, trying to figure things out, hearing things like that in the other room is not the best thing. Right. And then after that, it was all about my brother like sneaking me out some clothes. So he actually got me some clothes, and. I started piling the clothes in the room, you know, and I thought everything was fine, you know. I, I got it. I got my duffel bag, my gym bag that I've been to a lot of places with. Sort of settle in there. So I was settling in, you yeah. know, like I had like a little, you know, some sheets and everything. I was I was sleeping. I was doing all right. Okay. So day two, <laughs> day three. And then, you know, I've never done drugs in my life, but it's just I've been around it my entire life. I've just never done it. Um which now that I'm thinking about it as we speak right now, that probably built like a good discipline in me for me to be around something for so long and never even dabbled into it. Mm-hmm. But day two, day three, we're good. Day four, we're fine. I'm like all settled in. Like, I'm just like, all right, you know what? I just got to get my money up here and I'll be out of this abandoned house in no time. And then on the fifth day, you know, woke up and I just said, "Ooh, like, I don't know. Like, I need to, I need to get out of here. It fell like, off. Huh? Yeah, I fell off. I was like, I need to get out of here. And I got out. And I started packing my stuff, some things that I thought I'd need. Um, I had a Samsung Blackjack, I remember at the time. That was the phone that I had, the okay. Samsung Blackjack. Yep. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> I put it in the bag. I remember, uh, and then I put my wallet in the bag. And I also put, uh, you know, my shoes in the bag. Olympic 7s, that's what it was. The Jordan's Olympic 7s. The Olympic 7s. Yeah, yeah. So I knew for sure. And then I just said, all right, I'm going to just go for a walk. And I went for a walk, and it was hot outside. So then when I went for a walk, it was hot outside. Took it all the way down to uh, Publix. And, you know, the only reason I walked into Publix, I didn't have money to buy anything. I just wanted some AC. (laughs) Some cool air. Yeah, some cool air. So I walked walked around and um, walked around in that supermarket for a minute. And after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back. And I went back. Uh, yellow tape around the house. Everyone's what? outside, and I'm just like, "What's going on?" And then the people are like, "Oh well, there's something going on. Like I think someone overdosed." 
and uh, they think someone overdosed. And I already knew, like, to be completely honest, it's just that, like, on my way out, I, I, you know, I seen them. I seen them. Like, they were getting ready to do the drugs. Oh, man. And I felt like I should have said something. And I didn't. I just, like, all right, y'all boys, I'm out. I'll, I'll be back. And, you know, I can see them getting things ready. Dude. And, you know, but it's just that, like, it's not your first time seeing somebody do drugs, you know? So it's just like you never think to yourself, like, you think to yourself, they got it under control. It's fine, you know? And then you walk out. But I did remember thinking to myself, like, I should probably tell them just be like, man, stop messing with that needle. Like, screw it. And it's surreal. You just see somebody, and then next time, you don't you don't see them. They're in a body yeah. bag. Yeah. And it's hard. to You can't put that on yourself, obviously, to say something and stuff. But it just shows you how, you know, fleeting life is. And yeah. I think with, you know, just the Kobe Bryant shock lately, it's just a reminder to everyone because we all grew up watching him. And just like, daddy's gone. And just just how quick life can go like that. One time you're talking to somebody and then they're gone. Next minute is, is gone, you know? Yeah. And you don't, you don't think about it like that. It's just that, like, this person's in good... You look at them and it's like they're in health. Like, oh, what's going to happen in here? You know? Like, yeah. It's fine. So... So you never place it. anymore. No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I didn't have a place, and all my clothes got confiscated. Like, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a double. It was yeah. a double. Yeah, I got hit. And it's, I've never been the type to, like, really cry about things. It's just that I kind of just sit there, and I'm just like, dang, what, what am I going to do next? Right. Yeah, that's always been my mindset. Like, what, what happens next? What's the next move? I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, what's the next move? But then I started walking, trying to figure it out. I mean, walking, no music, no nothing. You know, like, yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, like, what you going to do? So you had your little duffel bag? and Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was already on me. Yeah. Like, so it was just, that's all I had. Just keep it going. So what was the move then? You said you went to the park for a little bit? I, I didn't actually plan on sleeping at the park. Okay. I just walked there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever do it, like, if you like walk or like I, sometimes I find myself doing it now it's with a drive but when I'm thinking about something it's just like you'll just drive yeah just, just be thinking you know 100% and all the time yeah, yeah. yeah. you're just driving be thinking there's no real destination it's just that like you just, just drive and think and I was just that's what I was doing I was just walking and thinking there's no real destination I didn't say like oh I'm gonna go to this park and I'm gonna sleep there it was just like I was just walking and then after walking, and I guess like after coming to realization of like, okay, you really don't have nowhere to stay, then I was just like, oh well, you know, there goes a the park. I'm just chill here for a second, and then from chilling there for a second, I was like, it's getting dark. There's not much people around here. I'll just sleep here for tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was it. And then one night turns into two nights, three nights, and then I was just like, oh no, like. Dude, like I went to college, uh, I, I, I was running track and everything. I knew girls. Somebody's gonna come and be like, help you out, help me out. Yeah, and nah. you couldn't go back home at that time. No, I remember, and I don't even like to talk about it because I, I forgave the dude. But I actually did go to a buddy's house, and I knocked on his door and I asked him, could I stay with him? And he he was pursuing his girl at the time. And then while he was pursuing the girl, he was just basically like, nah, like she's in here right now. Like, I can't let you stay. And I spent like, it was like seven years until I talked to him again. 
Oh, that I mean, that is tough. I probably didn't even realize how deep of a situation you were in. But yeah. I mean, that is a situation where he's got to step up. Yeah, I was just uh, like, and it's not like he was living with his parents or anything. Like he, he just, it was just him in his house by himself. And I was just like, dude, just all right, cool. Even if you don't let me sleep here, like let me sleep in your car for like just tonight till I figure things out. And he was like, no. No, I was just like, all right, cool. Like, got it. That's all I said. I said I got it, and I just left. That must have been so tough, man. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't talk to him again until I, like, I, I, um, I want to give it away, but I did run into him. And then when I ran into him, and then he, he said, like, I heard you're doing good and all that stuff. And he was talking to me. And I just said, yeah. And he was just like, man, I'm sorry. I was just like, just, you know, that was the past. I'm still alive. You're still alive. Life is precious. Let's just let it go. Yeah. Gave him a hug, and then we called it even. Like, we was good. And that's the power of gratitude. I think you, you practice gratitude all the time. We connected on that level and just the mindset of being able to let it go because it'd be so easy for you to hold on to that and yeah. just be so mad at him forever. And yeah. being able to shift your mindset and the stuff you're doing, man, I'm, that's pretty impressive. Thank you. I mean, God forbid, thank God, like he kept him alive for like, you know, and kept me alive for us to even come back. But like you're talking about seven years of not forgiving somebody, mm-hmm. of just saying like, <laughs> you know, anything could happen within that seven years. And how about if I never got to tell him sorry again? Or like, not sorry, but I, I never got to just say, like, all right, we forgive this and we move on. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you're at the park and, you know, you said a couple days turned into, you know, a couple more days and stuff. And you say you set like a timeline for yourself, like a day. What was, yeah. what happened there? Um, I told myself in a month and a half, a month and 15 days, like if I spend my this time in the park, I'm joining the military. Screw it. <laughs> like, that's it. Like I'm going to go to the military. They're going to pay me. I'm going to have somewhere to sleep. Boot camp's going to be, to me, it was going to be easy. I was just like, all right, I'm already in good shape. I'm just going to run through the boot camp and then have a good time. Like All I got to do is listen to someone and then be disciplined. And mm-hmm. I, I wanted that anyway. So um, I'll be able to travel. I didn't think no one would really miss me since I'm, like, I'm gone. Uh, and it'll work out. And okay. I put it for a month and 15 days, a month and a half. Month, 15 days. But I, I, you know, I said I wanted to do, I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to do it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was praying to God. Like, I was just like, man, if you get me out of this, like, promise you, like, I'm going to change lives out here. I'm going to do the more. Like, just give me one shot. But if a month and 15 days comes, I know this is not within your will. I'll go join the military. And that's probably how to have to do it. Month and 14 days. Uh-oh. Night. <laughs> the night of it? At night. A month and 14 days. I mean, like, it's turning 15 days in a few hours. Maybe, like, two or three hours. And my friend comes along, and he's just like, yo, like, you can stay with me. No way. Did he know you were sleeping there for a while? He didn't know. He didn't know? Out of all the people who didn't know, he didn't know. And honestly, I could say he did not know. Like... It wasn't even something I was posting on social media, but I was just like, does anyone have a place that I could stay or something? I didn't tell people the extent of like, yeah. hey, I'm I'm in the park or whatever. I know some people seen me because they would see me walking, you know? So it was just, oh, shoot. Like, he's really down, like, right now. Like, he's walking and he has his bag with him. Eventually, you know, what I was eating was McDonald's back then. Yeah, I was going to say, what were you going to eat during that time? I mean, McDonald's. It was uh, a dollar burger. So I was splitting a McDouble in half, and I was eating some of it in the morning, and I would eat the other half in the afternoon. 
No one. Yeah, I only have money for enough for like one. One, one McDouble. Yeah, one McDouble. I'll, I'll spice things up and have a McChicken. Yeah. <laughs> Such an up. Oh my God. Like, you know, and that's the one thing about me is just uh, like throughout the whole thing, I always try to find a sense of humor in it. Like, yeah. I'd be like, yo, yeah, you know, sometimes I'm. I can't have beef today. I want to have chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that vibe. Yeah. I know a lot of people can't see Ralph now, but he's a big man. I don't think uh, McChicken's <laughs> keeping you a full today. Oh, no. I mean, not today, but I mean, when I was back then, I was weighing like a buck 20 at the most, 120 pounds at the most. It was, just like, it was, it was okay. And I was still hungry, yeah, but I knew sure. my situation. I right. understood. Like, I got to make this dollar stretch. And it was know? like raining and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. how, how do you stay warm and everything? It rained on me seven days. No seven way. Times, seven times. Not um, cons- two times was consecutive, and then the other times was like every, some other yeah. times. Yeah. So it, it rained on me, and like nice rains too. Like yeah, like, it was coming down. And, you know, I was white water rafting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like it was, it was raining on me, and um, that's when you realize the material things don't matter. Yeah. Like when it rained. Like the other times, I can honestly say like. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It, it was... I would think it's not bad now due to the fact that I've been to a couple of third world countries now. And I'm just like, we don't have it bad here. Hmm. You know, even if you're sleeping in a park here, you're sleeping in a real luxury park. <laughs> yeah, the parks here are really luxury compared to like other worlds, you know? And other pers- places... Yeah, yeah, you just get that perspective of life. Like, you know, see the other side. That's it. But I had the Olympic sevens, like I told you. And then I, I I was in the slide, and then it started raining, and I put it above my head, and rain was still hitting me, <laughs> like washing my back, <laughs> like so. I'm just, and it's hitting the box too, and I'm just still like, I care so much for these shoes, and they can't do nothing. Like right now, I can't do nothing about it. Like there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to the point where I probably could have got like a hundred bucks at least if I sold them, and I was holding on to them like. Nah, like these are really nice Jordan shoes. No offense to Jordan, like it, it makes good shoes, but yeah. at the same time, it's just a, like above thinking, like to sell this for my life to make a life improvement. I was thinking, like, no, nah, I need to hold on to these shoes. Wow, unbelievable! I can't believe it's raining on you. It's <laughs> raining, <crazy. laughs> yeah, it's raining. So, you said your friend, you know, a couple hours before you're gonna decide to go into the military, you're gonna do it. Uh, Manny came up and He's, you know, kind of took you in and stuff. Um, how important was that? And, you know, what was that for getting your life on track? Uh, man, that was that was huge. Like my bro, my friend, you know, like um, whenever he's around me, he always says like he looks up to me or he talks to me. But it's I, I find him to be the true hero whenever I see him. Like mm-hmm. if you see it, you'll see like pretty much. I, I'm I'm down to learn from everyone. I like I have people that I look up to as well that mm-hmm. I learn from, but you'll see when I'm around him, it's just that, like I really soak everything in. Like I, I I take time to like study his cadence and like see how he uh, he's thinking like that and why. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I had nothing to offer him, nothing, and he was just like, yeah, you can stay with me until we figure this out. Like mm-hmm. until you figure this out, and that was another thing too. He he also taught me the power of like team and unconditional love at the same time because Manny would never tell me like you could figure it out he'd be like yeah until we figure it out we all the time we like we figure this out team game yeah and he served like that his 
he would go to his aunt's house and stuff, and they would give him food, and he would come back with the plate, and he would separate some of the food and give it to me. Like, you know, like, I had nothing to offer him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, not even rent money, nothing. And he was still like, we're going to get it, like, get back on your feet. And uh, even with haircuts, you know, I, I do this thing about haircuts now where I just, like, I celebrate my haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I get hired. <laughs> you love it, right? Yeah. And it, it's deep. It goes back to Manny. Manny used to, you know, as soon as he started helping me out that way, he, the first thing he was doing is just uh, he was making sure I always had a fresh haircut. Yeah. yeah, so I could present myself out there to like either go for that job interview or get things going and look good. And he would always just like, yeah, yeah, you gotta have a fresh cut. Mm-hmm. And he was cutting me up on, you know, in the toilet on his bathroom, like just razor and stuff, and making sure that I I get it right. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome, you know, for somebody to be just selfless like that and turning around and um, no matter what, always showing you, you know, showing you love. Like, mm. you, you would think me and him were blood. Like, just, it didn't make sense to me. And I was in such a dark place at the time where it's just like, when something like that comes across, you're trying to figure out why are you doing this? Are you, you know, at first I could admit, I was thinking to myself, is he like eventually going to embarrass me? Like, bring people in the house and be like, yo, look at this, you know, dude, he like sleeping on the floor or something. He never even mentioned it to anyone. That he took me. In. If I don't, if I don't say it, Manny would never even tell people the whole situation. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm just there like, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you started kind of getting back on track, living with Manny and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, what were the steps? I know you mentioned you kind of got into Les Brown and uh, Tony Robbins, kind of get the motivation going. Yeah, yeah. And what type of habits and stuff did you get develop and get going there? Um, Les Brown like to say it's not over until I win. Ooh, I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not over until I win. And I would always start thinking like that. It's not over until I win. But you know what? Um, when you're that young, you do care about what other people are thinking about you at the time, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one thing. I became so numb to... I knew I was broke. I knew I didn't have it. I knew, like, it was whatever. So I, I stopped caring about what people think. And started doing the moves that I just wanted to do my entire life. Took action, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just took action. I was just there, like, I'm gonna take action. I'm gonna do what I want to do, because if I do what they want to do, they're still gonna judge me. If I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm still gonna get judged. If mm-hmm. I do what I want to do, I'm still get judged, but I'm gonna get something out of it. I'm gonna live my life to the fullest. Yeah. So I started doing it. And yeah. what, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said. I started off and um, the morning workouts, that's something I started changing. Like okay. I started like, instead of working out in the evening, I started working out in the morning. So it's just like, that would be the fresh start of my day. Mm. And it was something that was like, okay, I'm at the beach. I'm watching the waves now. I'm getting this on track. And then I started being open. Like I want to learn more, you know, Manny taught me how to drive stick shift. Right. I always I, I knew how to drive automatic <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and just spending time educating myself. I started reading around that time. Mm. Now I average about like four books a month, you know? That's but awesome. back then, promise you, I, I could barely finish a book in college. Like, <laughs> it was hard. Like, I was just uh, like, I'm you, the same way with that too. Like, back in the day, I hated it. But now it's like, I can't, you know, I can't spend enough time reading. You love it. It's, yeah. a, it's a vacation in itself, mm-hmm. you know? It takes you to another world if you get in it, you tap into it. Mm. Uh, 
we started, I started thinking about saving more and saving and the power of compounding. I, I started compounding before I even knew the word. <laughs> like, I was just like, if I save this much and then I do this, and I'll, I'll be fine, you know? Yeah. And then I spent a lot of time with um, Manny's family, too. Like, and to see how they, you know, love on each other, no matter what's going on in their family, they love on each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's crazy. That's, this person obviously, you know, just messed up. Like, punish him or like, stop talking to him. And they're like, nah, like, I'm going to get mad about it. But then again, it's like, that's family. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to love him no matter what. And I was just like, what? <laughs> that unconditional love. Yeah, that's yeah. not how it worked in my house. Like, you would have been kicked out. Like, <laughs> right. I got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, that drove me to bring that back to my family. Like, mm. I started knowing, like, okay, I, I got to bring this back to my family. Let me let me teach them, like, no matter what you do, I got you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you guys, you saw, you got your physical training, certification stuff, you're doing your physique stuff, um, you know, started getting out there and training and doing some of this raising money. Like, what was the process like getting the, out there? That's funny you said the, uh, the certifications. Right when after I got my certification, I had a Mazda 626. I got it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, i never forget. Yeah, I got a Mazda 626. My certifications were in the backs, you know, behind your seat where you can have that little pouch thing or whatever. I put it, I put the certifications there. And as soon as I got done putting the certifications there and um, I had got um, my concealed at the time too. Okay. I went inside to help a buddy out. I, I was supposed to take my friend to work. I went inside real quick. I came back outside. My car got stolen. No, it did not. Yeah, and I had no insurance on it. Are you serious? Gone to this day. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, car got stolen. Wow. Another hit, like just like, I, you know, you think everything's going straight, it's going fine, and I'm just there like, what's this all about? <laughs> yeah, what did I do? <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, like now I got roommates. I'm staying in an apartment, and I got roommates and all this stuff. Like. I'm back. I'm on my feet a little bit. Yeah. And then boom, I don't have a car. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, it was like a minute, two minutes tops. I mean, how do you find the in your heart to like help so many people? I feel like you can be so mad. Like, I'm, it's okay to be mad at people, man. <laughs> You've been through so much. Like, I would get it, but you still. Everything you're doing is to just help others, and that's your mission. I mean, where do you find that? Because I know how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, I know how it feels. I know how it feels. It, at the end, love is going to conquer all. That's it. You know, I know how it feels. And um, when I was listening to the motivationals, you know, like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, and they're telling you, like, you know, the situation you're in is not always going to be it. You got to see bigger. And that was the thing. I was always seeing bigger. Mm. Like, I was just like, nah, there's more. There's more, you know? Yeah. But it's like every time I seen more, something happened. And I was just like, nah, something is just just trying to distract me from seeing this more. I was mad, you know? At times, I'm human. You know, things happen where you just get sad. But I was just like, okay, pick back up, pick back up, pick back up. One book that helped me out a lot was Mel Robbins' uh, Five Second Rule. Ooh, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah, and it was just because it just tells you to take off, like five, four, three, two, one, take off. Like you know, do what you're gonna do. And I have rules in my head where it's just like go for it. Yeah. Or if I get mad, I'm just there like, all right, thirty seconds. One from the time I realize that I'm mad, I think thirty seconds. Like I'm just there like, 
to stop because it's, it's a waste of time. Absolutely. Yeah. I know Tiger Woods has like the 10 second rule where after he hits a bad shot in golf, he gets 10 seconds to be mad about it. So he allots time to let go of that emotion and be like, you know, just let out that anger. But after that, he's got to let it go. Yeah. Focus on the next move. You know, what's next after that? So he gives himself time to, to you know, be upset. But then right away, it's like, all right, what's next? Yeah. Forget about it. Screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Big picture. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Big picture. Let's go. Like, yeah. Screw it. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a bigger waste of time. I was saying it not too long ago. Retaliation on anything. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel like you have to revenge anything, then it's a waste of time. This is like somebody did something to you. You're never going to meet them again. And then you're just going back and forth with them. You're wasting time. Mm. Yeah. Who's winning? Yeah. Yeah. Who's you, the one really suffering right yeah, now? Yeah. Who's the one really suffering? Because it's just they're like, you got something that you need to do. And now you're wasting time entertaining this other person. That's like, you're probably never even going to see again. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're never going to see it again. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you might see him again is because, like, if it, things go way too far, now you're in court with them. <laughs> now, right. you're going to, now you go to court. <laughs> you got to see them over and over again. <laughs> or besides that, it could have just been like, you know, screw you. All right, cool, whatever. I'm never going to see you again. Yeah, have a nice day. Like, let's just keep it moving. Have a like, nice day. God yeah, bless. God bless. You know, I, I, I wish the best for you. Like, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And... Just keep it moving. So, um, you said you went to like the Tony Robbins. You've been to a couple of his, uh, yeah. you know, what are they called? Seminars or like yeah, what yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. What um, are those like? Are those things yeah. inspiring? They, they're dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been to um, Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, and Business Mastery. So those are like really good ones. Um, mm. uh, man, Gary V. Gary V, yeah, crazy. I got to see Gary V. Yeah. Very radical guy. Like yeah. he's just very like um he says what he has to say on his mind. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know. Grant Cardone. Mm. Uh same, I, same with him. Yeah. I, I like I like people who are very direct. Yeah. You know? It, it wait, What's your intention? Yeah. yeah. What's the point? Yeah. It saves time. Yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It saves it saves time. I know where you're at, you know. Yeah. So and then it gives you time too, and those people usually, when they're very direct, it's like they're not hard feelings people, you mm-hmm. know, because they don't go around trying to um, sugarcoat things. Mm-hmm. So it's either like, okay, uh, even if it doesn't work out between us, it's fine. We're not enemies. We just it just doesn't work out. Yeah, we just don't have the same mindset. Yeah, we just don't have the same mindset, and it's fine. And I like people like that. You yeah, know, for us to be. We could be fine like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know for me, like, someday a big vision is definitely to go around and be able to kind of what you were touching on is just kind of share what I've learned with my with others in, like, the high school and, you know, younger, maybe even a little bit of college, but just be able to have the person that I always needed, especially with health. Yeah. Um, I Because I didn't know anything. I didn't get taught, you know, what to eat or any of the ways to live. We, we had, you know, the donuts and the ho-hos in the pantry at all times. Yeah. So... I just want to be able to, you know, spread the message to these people and just give them the opportunity to connect with them, but just give them the facts. And, you know, then you can't use the same excuse that I use. I don't have the knowledge. Yeah. So just going around and hopefully inspiring some healthy change. But it's not about, you know, persuading people or telling them this is how you have to live. Just like, here's it is. And if we have the same mindset, if you see that health as wealth like I do, then here's an opportunity. Yes. And just kind of be able to give back to what I needed when I was young. Yes. The, the next people. And I think you have the similar mindset there. Definitely big. Um, my grandparents were diabetics. So, you know, it was something I touched on and I, I 
been wanting to go around and just help as much people as I can, you know, especially if you're you're coming with diabetes. I've been learning a lot more about it um, lately due to the partnership with the American Diabetes Association. So mm-hmm. that's something that's, you know, it's huge. You know, I'm watching people who have their foots cut off, their toes cut off, you know, mm-hmm. their limbs cut off. And I'm seeing the serious effect of it, you know. I, I mean, I watch people die from it. I know, like, you have diabetes and it leads to other chronic diseases, mm-hmm. which is... And one thing I've never been a fan of is needles. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just like to see somebody taking prescribed drugs or like you know street drugs, I've never been a f- fan of needles. And I would have to watch my grandparents every single time I visit them take insulin. Yeah, and it was something that I always you know those are people you love. So it's just to like to see somebody with something that they have to poke inside their skin of like something you don't like. It always, like, play effect on you. And that's years of seeing that. And you just had to know there has to be a better way to do this. Like Definitely. And so part of your work you're doing now is with the diabetics training, right? Correct. Or training with people with diabetes. What kind of, you know, what kind of things do you do or what kind of stuff are in tips let and information? Fasting, for one. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of people don't, they don't know about fasting. Like, surprisingly, it's still something that's growing. A lot of people know about it, but then some people don't know about it as well, too. And that's a great way to reset your body, like, every day if you want to. Absolutely. And I think that we've connected on fasting so much, but it's crazy that that's, so that's, like, one of the main standard of, you know, care that you try to help with these people, huh? Yeah, fasting, nutrition, I believe in it. As much as I do a lot of the aerobics work, you know, but I believe in nutrition a lot. Like, mm. you have to watch what you put into your body. Mm. Yeah, that's your temple. You know, it's a, and that's like I said when I was back then in the park. Maybe that's probably why I was there for a long time. If all I was feeding myself was like chickens and McDoubles, <laughs> like I'm not even feeding my mind to be in a better place. Absolutely, you got to nourish your body. Everything you do, man, it makes a difference. Every single thing we eat, everything we consume, it it directly impacts how you live and feel. Yeah. No matter if you're thinking about it or not. And that's it. It's just like the trees that's growing out there, you know? If they're in a bad environment, it's not going to go well for them. But mm. if you're in a better environment, you know, the sun's shining on you, you're getting good water, you know, mm. you got other plants around you that's doing well, no one's destroying you, then you're, you're fine. But if you put yourself in a bad environment, you're taking in toxins all the time. You're around other people who don't want to be, like, who are in negative energy. You're going to... You know, you're going to not grow well. Absolutely. Your environment shapes everything. I mean, we were walking in the park this morning. It was beautiful out. Yeah. Sun was shining. It's like, how could you be in a bad place there? Exactly. It felt good. You know? but, dude, you're in unreal shape over there. Mm-hmm. I love Thank your you. stuff, man. You're <laughs> getting after you. look big. You look lean. Uh, you look happy, most importantly, and vibrant. Um, what are you doing? Like, what kind of practices you got? What's uh, lifting stuff look like? Um, the lifting, I, sh- I switch up the lifting all the time. You know, I always try to do, sometimes I throw in some hit in there. Like, okay. I, I love doing a hit. Um, track, when I, it's still like, you know, it's still something a little bit in me. Get outside and run? Um, I'll run, yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I'll hit it, you know, okay. for a little bit while. And just, it's like one of those things I like to do alone, hmm. you know. And mind you, um, track has like such a big, um, huge meaning to me. Due to the simple fact that um, I was born asthmatic, so what's that mean? I have asthma. Oh, sorry, asthmatic. Yeah, 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 yeah that was asthmatic. important. So you have <laughs> yeah. you have asthma. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, asthma. So um, 
when I first started running, I could barely run a quarter mile and do, be able to do anything. So then I was just huh. like, all right, I stay consistent at it. You yeah. can actually open your lungs. Right. Yeah, once I figured that out, I was just like, I can open my lungs? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay, cool. All I got to keep on going. So it's just a quarter mile, 35, 45, half a mile. Mm-hmm. And then it's like 75. And it's, I got a mile down. Okay, cool. Keep on pushing it, keep on pushing it, keep on pushing it. And that was it. And wow. Yeah. And my mom was like the best advice that I've ever gotten in my life. Like she sat me down before high school and just told me upfront. It was like, well, you want to do sports? I was just like, yeah. She was just like, well, you're going to have to work twice as hard just to be just as good as them. And three times as hard if you want to beat them. You got to play with the cards you're dealt. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at her like, I didn't ask to be asthmatic. She was just like, you can either use that as an excuse or you could get to work. That's an awesome mindset to have. And I promise you, I've carried that like in my mm-hmm. entire life. It's just that, like, okay, this happened. I'm either going to make this an excuse and be like, well, this happened and I don't want to do nothing more. Or I'm just going to be like, all right, cool. Like, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I'm still in good shape. Let's see how we get this moving. Yeah. And then yeah. that, that what's my, next? That lesson that you learned is invaluable. It probably pushed you to new heights. Like everybody starts somewhere. And when you see people in the gym or, you know, um start starting with golf or whatever it is, everybody has a low start or everyone starts somewhere and it's never the same place. Yeah. We all start in different places, but the mindset and the habits you develop and those practices, they will take you to heights way higher than like the beginning of that first start line. It's not gonna matter. Like once you play the long game, you're like, I'm gonna go on in five, ten years. The people who are willing to work and, and put the long game in the effort, they're gonna way surpass whatever advantage that somebody got. For sure. I always I mean I say it a lot this year. Decade is what I'm looking at. You know? Decade. decade. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, decade is all I'm looking at. Yeah. You know, everything I, I, I'm planning for this year is just like decade. I wanna see how far I can take it in a decade. Mm. And I'm giving myself that, you know, just saying that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not mm. going to happen in the next month. And then there's going to be a lot of trial and errors. It's going to be different hurdles that come along, but it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not here just to make it quick. I, I want to build something that's just forever. That's if it takes it. me 10 years, 10 years it is. <laughs> that's nothing to play the long game, folks. Like, go all in on your future. All in. All in. Yeah. People of awesome quote, one of my favorites is, Everyone overestimates what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in five years. Yeah. It's like, just develop the habits, set the foundation, come up with a plan, and let's play the long game. Let's do it. Let's win this game of life. Yeah. This time on the board. Decade. (laughs) Yeah. Decade. Decade. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. a lot. Decade, man. 10 years. Like, how far can I take it? And I think that's the best way to lead. Everyone has to see that you're 100% in. I love what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. That's so it. I hope I just do it all the way, you know? You like, have to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. I never want it to end, man. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to your point, I think uh, I want to own a golf course someday. I want to own a golf course and a huge health and wellness facility, like a lifetime fitness and just the whole thing. That's my dream. And somebody I look up to back home, uh, he owns this course. His name's Tom Abbott. He owns Deer Run Golf Course. It's right in Minnesota, and I used to love going to play there. And once I got into PGA, I started, you know, learning about the business. And this guy, he owns the place. He's an older guy. He's got to be, you know, 60s now. And one day I pull up there, and I'm going to play with my buddies, and there's garbage, like, piled up on the corner. 
and this old guy is grabbing the garbage and he's dragging it across the street uh, to the garbage cans like down the road. Just him. It's like a busy day. You know, there's a bunch of staff, you know, doing stuff and he's out there just dragging garbage. And I'm like, wow, he owns this beautiful facility and he's out here dragging garbage across the street. Like that's what it means to lead. Yeah. That's what it means to embody, you know, what it is to be an owner and show your team because Think of just like the base level, minimum wage, outside service guy who's seeing the owner dragging garbage. Like, you think he's going to, you know, take some ownership over the place now and be like, okay, I can, you know, I can work hard and do whatever. Yeah. That's, I think that was unbelievable. And that's something that I've always admired, that people I've looked up to up until this point, they, before they tell me do something, they've shown me either like, I've done this before. And it's not just say it. Like, I can see where they've done it before. Mm-hmm. And they're always still willing to do it, too. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, that's that's huge, you know, to see someone working like that. A lot of times, if I see someone and they're just telling somebody to do something and they're not willing to do it, then I, I don't pay much mind. You know, like, I'm just there, like, okay, you just, you want it done, but you're not willing to go through it to get it done. Oh, and that's where... Like especially in the health and wellness field and stuff, you have to lead by example and practice what you preach. It's so important because I see doctors, and I was reading a stat from the Mayo Clinic. It's like one-third of doctors uh, would pass the baseline physical activity test, which is like these are the people prescribing how to live your life. <laughs> and like when you look at a trainer or a coach or something, it's like if you're not living the method and if you can't show like that you're being healthy and vibrant and energized and living, it's like how are we supposed to take these tips and advice from from you and there are people that are very smart and educated what they do that might you know not exactly embody what it is but it's so important on a fundamental level to practice what you preach dude execution is worshiped mm-hmm. you know like until i see you do it right i love challenging myself yes you know? yeah i push it i i, I try everything you think of to just ch- just challenge myself so mm-hmm. it, it just means like Fasting for a little bit longer just to see, mm-hmm. like, all right, is it, am I hungry or is it my mental? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, am I actually hungry? Do I need this nourishment right now or do I just kind of want to eat because it's a little bit of a craving or my part of my routine? That's it. Yeah. And, and people do that. And it's just that, like, you're used to eating, like, somebody is probably like used to just having something at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. nine, 10 o'clock. And then they just eat around that time. Mm-hmm. I'm not hungry, but you know, my entire life, that's what time I've been eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so normal. It's, just, it's normal. I haven't yeah. ate today. Just, are you hungry? No, but I haven't ate today. And um, and our culture too, the Haitian culture is just that like most times you don't eat until you work. Mm. Like you know, you get the work done, then you eat. I love that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get the work done, then you eat. Like you don't. You don't try to like snack in between everything. No, think yeah. in the think in the morning, act in the noon, eat in the evening, sleep in the night. There you go. Like it's just crazy to for me, especially like if I'm trying to get stuff done and be productive. Like food is just weighs me down. It mm-hmm. just takes away from what I'm trying to do. My clarity, my focus. Like, yeah. The only time I try to use food as a tool in the morning is if I like worked out really, you know, early. I've been really hitting it. I want to really nourish the body. Then maybe I'll eat at ten. You know, yeah. like let's be free, but. If I haven't been working out and I got a huge, you know, some writing, I want to be clear and really focused. Like I'll fast all day, you know, until 7 p.m. and just lock in. That's it. So it's just like, be just listen to your body and focus. But just that food could really weigh you down. Like we said, it affects everything. Yeah. What you eat really affects what you do. And I love that about like the Haitian culture and stuff. Just yeah. get the work done and then let's enjoy some good food. Let's enjoy some good food. Yeah.
Um, you said helping people. I love it. You told me that when you were a kid, you always knew you wanted to help people. Yeah. And now you're really living that. You've been through some really tough times and starting to come to uh, fruition here. What ways do you see yourself making that impact? How do you really feel like you can help people? Mm-hmm. Like I said um, before, uh, the things that I'm doing now is just this, things I wish I'd seen being done. Hmm. And I, I got a list of them, like the things that I just wish that I, I wish somebody was doing. Um, I want to help out single mothers as well. My mom was a single mother. So I just, I watched her struggle, you know, and mm-hmm. try to get things done. And I'm like, there's other single mothers out there that's, you know, they're trying to get things done too. Um, give opportunities out to create some type of program for like even the homeless. I know there's something they can do to like just get them out, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and feeding the people. Now, I call it relief, food relief, not assistance. You know? Okay. Yeah, food relief. Reason food being, relief. Yeah. Reason being is just that, like, I don't want no one to, uh, we don't want anyone to be at the same position years from now. Yeah. Even if I'm helping you out now, it's just like, I don't want you to. This is not where I want you to stay. I, I want you to see this and be like, okay, I'm gonna get up from here, mm. you know. And that's that's a big thing to me. Um, I think in the Commonwealth area, sometimes they keep people sh- stuck in the Commonwealth area. Like it's just that, like there's a routine going on. You gotta ha- create a system for them to graduate. You know? Yes, I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, yes. you gotta create a system for them to graduate. Okay, this is gonna help you out right now, but this is only helping you out. So you can get to the next level, mm. not helping you out because you know this is just coming back to you over and over and over again. Like yeah. I, I want you to do better in life. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. You I, need to make them a little bit uncomfortable, and you need to teach them how to fish. Yeah. Instead of just giving them fish, fish. Yeah. Teach them the skills to how to fish, so they can get out and graduate. That's I love it. it. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes you just gotta taste the fish to be like, oh shoot, I really should learn. <laughs> Somebody might have a big piece of the fish and then a big fish, and then they give you a piece of it. And then after that, you taste it, and then it's like, well, I want more. And they'll just say, like, well, if you want more, now you got to fish for it, you know? Mm. Now you know how it tastes, so yeah. now you have to go get it. Ooh. And then now you're hungry because you're just there like, yeah, I do want more. And so, you know, now you're learning how to fish. You take out the, the rod, and then yeah. you're like, okay, like, this is how you do it. Because eventually you want your own fish. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. not just somebody's piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's easy to get in a cycle. I mean, if it's being given to you, like, there isn't really a push to just, you know, have to learn how to fish, like you said. So yeah. the relief instead of assistance, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we calculate everything. We think deep into it. And I think that's where we've got to help people find what they're interested in because, like, finding pa- things you're passionate about, then you're able to dive in and do the work and enjoy it because it's all about the process, like we were talking about. Yeah. So, like... With, you know, this platform for me and with golf and stuff, like, I put in a ton of hours and a ton of work, but I love it. I love what I'm doing. I can see that you love what you're doing with inspiring people and helping them, but it takes a ton of effort. And if we can help people, like, find avenues where they enjoy it a little bit or they can see the rewards, then they're going to be more in-depth to, like, put in the work, you know? Like, like Kobe Bryant working all those hours, like, he would have been successful in a ton of things, but if it was something he hated... He wouldn't have put in the same amount of time. That's just like you need to be able to find enjoyment in each day and then also see the bigger picture of what you're doing and, you know, really like feel fulfilled in the, the you know, the avenue that you're going for. Well, that's because, you, you know, 
with someone like you being able to put on all those hours and be able to do that, it's because you're right within yourself already. You know, it always goes back into the health and wealth, you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and then the health and um, the fitness. It You'll always see it. The people who are happy, they're working out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's know, powerful, it's man. It's powerful, and then it's what you're feeding your body too. Mm-hmm. You you have the energy to do that, yeah. and and it all goes it goes back into it. You, you're not gonna want to keep going if you're feeling sluggish. Yeah, and dude, if you like stop working out for a few days, like. It, for me, it's like hard to get back into it. Like once you're out of it, it's like, oh my god, I can chill. Like this feels good. Give me some food. Like yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. Like I'm good. Like this feels. And then obviously, then it starts to get like you get irritated quicker. You're tired. You're sluggish. Like all right, I gotta get you know yeah. get back to my grind here. Yeah. It feels amazing when you're back in it. But I can I understand, you know how you can get off base and like how you can lose it. And then the feeling of being tired. Um, I know personally too when I'm tired, dude. Like. That my decision making goes way down. Like if I've worked out super hard and like had a super long day and I just want to like chill, like then I'm like, all right, where's the really tasty food at? Yeah. Because like my willpower is gone. Yeah. So I think just like building up that willpower through energy and healthy choices like really helps you, you know, reaffirm the person you're trying to be and make healthier decisions. It's all a spiral effect. If you're For doing sure. negative things, it gets worse. If you're doing positive things, you can build upon. For sure. Yeah. That's Tony Robbins, and he says it like even if someone's not happy, they should just try to smile. Ooh, okay. eventually it's just they're like, you're gonna keep on smiling and smiling and smiling, and then just be like, why am I smiling? And you'll probably laugh at the fact of like, why you <laughs> you're smiling. smiling. You're smiling, and then you just start getting happier from it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you said, if you're doing something negative, it just borrows down something negative. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something positive, it just like even if it's a little bit positivity today. You just start getting more positive and positive, you know, mm. just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You just say like, oh, okay. Like, and it's controlling your thoughts as well, too. Like, just knowing yeah. that, catching yourself, like you said, it's just that, like, when you notice that, okay, I spent a few days at the gym, I need to get back into mm-hmm. it. Like, catching yourself. And I think a lot of people can't catch, not can't, but they don't catch themselves as far. I don't like to say can't because you can do anything yeah. you want. But it's just they don't catch themselves. And then once you don't catch yourself, that's when you kind of like let it go. And it's right. very important to get uh, back on it again. Yeah. I remember uh, I was running track in high school and I fell. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got up and still kept on running. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, and it came in third place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it came in third place. Yeah. Uh, but it, you can fall. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Like, that's how life goes. Sometimes you do fall, mm-hmm. you know? Just get back up. Yeah, as cliche as it is, just get back up. Yeah. Just start again. Start again. Yeah. That's it. That's so, it. if someone's out there listening, say maybe they're just struggling right now with, you know, their path or their job or maybe their health, you know, they have a negative feedback loop going right now. You know, what are a couple of tips you might give them, you know, if they're feeling hopeless and not inspired? What kind of things are just you know, can get out of that? Um, go volunteer or something. Mm. And be in that environment where everyone's just helping someone else out. You know? Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, helping somebody else out. Adding value to someone else. Mm. And you'll still question yourself, like, what am I meant to do? You know? But while you're in the act of it, it'll always keep on, like, finding, you'll always be thinking to yourself, like, okay, what am I good at? What, what, what can I do to help others? Mm. We're here to serve. Like, 
whatever it is. That's how you're truly going to find what you love to do. When you know you can serve it, it can be a value of someone else. You know, you see this podcast right now. You, you did it. You created it. Good. But then, like, amount of people you're reaching out to mm. and even having me on here, you know, and then I'm reaching out to people. So it's a service. Mm. And then it makes you feel good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. So then, it, exactly. You yeah. see? Like, so find whatever that is for you to, like, find yourself. You know, and while you're finding yourself, stick around that energy of where everybody's just there, like, serving people. Yes, that environment. It can be so powerful. And and like you said, when you're able to do what you love in the service of others, I think that's, like, uniquely what everyone needs to find. And it's so much harder said than done, Yeah, you know, to actually find that. But if you can just keep trying, keep putting yourself out there, going to volunteer opportunities, you know, figure out where you are, where you're happy, what kind of energy you like, and then finding that thing that you love to do. And then when you can do it in the service of others, that's the people out there that I see are so happy. Yeah. You know, like the Tony Robbins out there, my buddy Rashad Cohen, uh, just anyone you follow, when, when they're doing the things they love, but it's impacting others, man. It's so powerful. That's it. Hmm. And then make better health decisions, whether it's like working out or eating. What you feed yourself is what you're going to become, for sure. A lot of people, sometimes when I give them the gym advice, the workout advice, they think like they just got to go in and go hard. If you're starting off, just go to the gym and walk on a treadmill. Yeah, just go. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I go to the gym seven days a week. Hmm. Not all seven days do I do any hard work, all hard work at all. Sometimes I just go just in the routine of it. I just go. You know, I'll go and I'll just walk on. I'll seriously go walk on a treadmill for 15 minutes, walk on a Stairmaster for 15 minutes, and then go sit in the sauna. You've just mastered the art of showing up. Just showing up. All you have to do is show up. Just show up. Just if you can just go, just just get up and go and do something, walk around, and then make one or two good health decisions better than yesterday. Done. And just do it for a while. Yeah. Let's see how we feel in a month. (laughs) That's it. Do that consistently, and I promise things will get better, like you're saying. It will get better. And um, don't sit in your thoughts for too long. A lot of people like to sit in their thoughts for a long time. Take action. Once you see something, just take action. Go. Yeah. Go. That's when I honestly notice that I get in the worst mood is when I'm by myself for too long. My mind starts spinning, and I start putting pressure on myself and getting anxiety about things I'm not getting done. And I notice it. It's like if I'm in isolation for too long, I get really dark. Yeah. That's like my thing. So <laughs> connecting with others, going to find an environment of volunteer, just friends that you know bring me life and energy. Uh, I think that's just a definitely great place to start. That's it. If I ever notice myself getting dark, I just like it's just the power of noticing, you know, like being awareness. Present. Awareness, you yes. know, just being there. And then just being like, oh shoot, I'm getting dark, bro. Like, I need to get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it won't immediately, you know. I'm not going to feed a fairy tale. It's not immediately just going to pop out your head. Like, oh, it's gone. (laughs) But you put it in your mind to start being like, all right, I need to start working for this to get out. Like, whatever this is, I need to get out. If it's me sitting in this room that's getting me dark, let me just get out of here. Let me just go go jogging or go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And then you'll notice your head starts clearing up a little bit more. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
And yeah. it's just that power of awareness. And I think like in the world of technology that we're in, like if you just start scrolling or you know, if you're able to become aware of what you're doing, it's so powerful to like put it down and change environment if it's not feeding you. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about it? Like back then, our phone, our screen lights, if we used our phone way too long, that it used to actually go out. It died out. Yeah. But now we have like technology where it's like, it'll stay lit up for as long as you want it to stay <laughs> For sure. It's meant to keep you on there. And it's really screwing up people's sleep. It's like, it's Big crazy. Time. The studies, there's just a huge study out of Harvard about how every um, hour that you're on your phone after the sun goes down, that you're looking at that blue light, it delays your natural melatonin by 30 minutes. Crazy. So if you're watching Netflix or scrolling through your phone for you know a few hours, you're delaying your natural melatonin for like an hour and a half, which is you're putting you in sleep cycles. So it's completely taking away your deep sleep, your REM sleep. It's just screwing up your sleep. And if you do that over time, you wake up in the middle of the night and scroll your phone for an hour, it just it's completely unnatural for our body just because it's a new modern world. That's it. No. And you can there's ways to fix it, being just really mindful of creating awareness again about like Powering down a little bit earlier, maybe get some blue light blocking glasses if you want to watch TV. I got them right over there sitting on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, we just got to become aware of what we're doing. That's and, it. Because it all makes a difference, everything you consume. Last thing I would say, gratitude. Man, that one. If anything else doesn't, it just, and say it. Yeah, mm. don't think it. Speak it. Speak it, yeah. Even if it's by yourself. Speak it. Just say it. You know, mm. find something just to be grateful about. Say it. You know, and then it's just there's so much power in this, like saying it or say it. And if you can, the next step I would say is write it. Okay. Yeah. If you can, just write it. Put it on paper. Grab a piece of paper, not on your phone. Paper, pen, pen and yeah. paper. Yeah. Pen and paper. Like, yeah. Like actually, just old school. Say it. Or write it. Mm. And it's just something that who you're grateful for, what you're grateful for, someone around you that you're grateful for. But as guys, we females do it more, but guys, we don't. But I would see something and I didn't really compliment it. You know, I would be like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, just keep it to myself. But now I think to myself, like, if I really like something, I could be passing somebody in the store and I'm just like, I like your hair. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like your hair. Say yeah. it. I just say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 I love that shirt. It just, just say it. You know, it's always when you're just finding things like that that you genuinely mean, and you just can say it. There's so much power in it, where you're just lighting yourself yeah. up. Yeah. And if you were to look at that person's reaction after you said it, you can't help but smile back because it's just like somebody's simply walking in, and you just say, "I like your hair," and then oh, thank you. And then you see that smile. Smiles are contagious. Mm. Like you could almost you you have to smile back. You yeah. Know? So then now you feel something in yourself. Just infectious you energy. Something. Yeah. And on a daily basis, just do that. Be grateful for something. I I start off my day with gratitude all the time. Mm. I think about every morning I wake up, man. My bed is like you, you know you sleep in a slide or you sleep in an abandoned house. You sleep on the floor for a while. You wake up. And every morning, I've had the same bed for a long time now. But it's just like, I wake up in a bed now. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, a bed can be taken away from you. A bed is a luxury. That's awesome, man. It's a a luxury. A bed. 
And a we, bed. It's so easy to take it for granted. It's so easy to take it for granted. And like you were saying, just telling people, like, when I get messages about the podcast or an article on something, like, it takes someone 20 seconds, and they, I don't even think they realize, like, that means so much to me. Like, yes. I'm so thankful for that because, like, putting in all this time and effort uh, just to make a difference. And when someone says, like, hey, this impacted my life this way or whatever, it's like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Is and, it? like, it matters. Like, what you just said matters to me. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that. And, and, and this new challenge I'm doing uh, next weekend, uh, I'm going to do fast all weekend. It's going to be 50 hours. And during that time, we're going to be doing the sauna. But I'm also going to do 10 letters, uh, handwritten letters of appreciation to people that have impacted me. And it's just going off what you said, like, just take that time. Just say thank you. Like, I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate what you've done for me. And, yeah, I really, I hope that, you know, that makes them feel better and, makes them uh, inspired to keep doing what they're doing but also like it's for me like for me to release that mindset of being grateful it's for me to be like there's a lot going on there's a lot of things I'm stressed about a lot of things I'm not you know thrilled about in my life but I'm so grateful for that opportunity with that person and that experience yeah so that's powerful gratitude in the morning is, is pretty amazing Death, like I said if I could tell anybody just do something like yeah. even if the other ones they didn't take the advice the, the, the other advice they didn't take it gratitude Hmm. Yeah, and this platform is called Attitude of Gratitude AOG. So yeah. I mean, Ralph, I just want to say, bud, I have two more questions for you. Two Got final it. questions, but just thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you and your mindset, uh, the impact you're making. I mean, feeding fifty thousand, you know, people for Thanksgiving is in itself incredible. But everything you're doing and inspiring others through social media and the energy that you're giving, telling your story. Can't wait to see up there someday like Tony Robbins on the stage doing whatever, but Thank you. really appreciate having you on, man. Man, I, I appreciate you opening the platform to me, man. You created this platform and he reached out and he said, hey, I think this would be great. I would love it. And the whole time it was just motivating. I mean, my entire steps to come here, like it was just motivating. I I, I love how you go about things. I've loved the other interviews that you've done as well, too. Like, I took my time and went back and watched them. So it was just... Thank you. And yeah, and then you see the people you have on there. It's definitely... It's an alignment from what you stand for. So, And that means a lot to me, and not just to me, but like that you reach out to other people to be able to open your platform, whether to listen or to put quality things out there. And I see that you're not just... Um, Hey, just come here and just do it. You really take your time to be like, I want, you know, quality people on here. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see someone searching for quality and not just quantity, and then they call you out to be like, Hey, can you come on and do this? That means like, dang, he sees quality. <laughs> and that that's that's a big thing. Thank you. Absolutely, buddy. Really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So last two questions here. The first one is you already talked about your bet, but uh What's something in your life right now that you're grateful for that's outside of relationships or outside of people? What's something that you're just really grateful for in your life? I would have to say my patience. Patience? It'd have to be my patience. Yeah. Um, I'm patient. Mm. Yeah. I'm, ve I'm very, very patient, man. Um, I respect process a lot. Like, mm. I, have a, I have a lot of faith. So patient. I guess it's because I have just that much confidence or, or that much faith in it. Like whatever, who I believe in, what I believe in. And I'm not only patient with myself, but I'm patient with other people. Yeah. <laughs> like I just be like, yeah, take your time. If you, it, Even if I'm teaching you something right now, 
I never think to myself, like, why aren't you getting it? I always just be like, you know, if you're willing to put in the effort, then however long it takes for us to get it, we'll get it. That's awesome. That's yeah. a blessing there, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm pretty impatient, to be honest. <laughs> I see something I want to do, and I'm like, why isn't it done right now? <laughs> but Mm-mm. that is a great mindset to have, man. Yeah, I'm patient. I can wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. All right, Ralph. Here we go. We got the last question. Okay, cool. Um, we're, we're down the road. Okay. You know, you've had your wife. you got your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done a lot of the things you want to do. Okay. Um, you have these little kids. They're growing up. They're like, you know, 12, 13. They're, you know, they, they're really impressionable. They're mm-hmm. starting to learn about the world. They're starting to become, you know, a little mini person. Yeah. Um, and you got three things to tell them, you know. I'm, we're going to roll it down to a few things, but like three things that you believe to be true and three lessons that you would tell them that are going to help them live a happy, a healthy, and a fulfilled life. Be patient. (laughs) 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 Be patient, you know. Um, Work hard but smart. Okay. Yeah, I would tell them work hard but smart. I think so, for sure. And um, just show love. Yeah. Not be lovable, but just show, show love. Yeah, like show appreciation. You know, talk to people. Don't it doesn't matter the race the person's job status um what that person does for a living uh, if that person is really poor if that person is really rich show them all the same love love that's amazing buddy so be patient work hard but smart mm-hmm. and show love show love ralph lewis everybody all right bro <laughs> yeah. no doubt, man.